No, they can get like too starchy if you mash them too much, oh, yeah, you know. Do. And you gotta, I mean, you gotta like have lumpy. some. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have some like. Uh, I do it with uh, sour cream, cream cheese, and chives, and this uh, salt and pepper. That's <laughs> I don't, I don't like garlic. I don't like the garlic in the mashed potatoes. What? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. delicious. It's so, so good. Dude. It's, it's like roasted it, bulbs in there, and then they all squish up. Yeah, no, it's good, but I don't know. I just like the creamy sort of like uh, you know, chive Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope you're thankful for receiving this gift of a gourd and a maize and a geese. What do they eat in the first Thanksgiving? There's I actually don't... a lot of seafood, oh, lobsters okay. and oysters. Delicious. So well, you should, I should just ball out instead of eating dry ass turkey. Yeah, that's right. I'm still on that shit. Triggered? You're triggered. <laughs> well, we're hope, we hope you, uh, you're thankful uh, for us. Uh, bringing you this Thanksgiving episode with uh, the OG Dry Boys. It's mm. me, Matt, and Felix. Yes. Back again, back at it. Yeah, so before you go home for literally the worst holiday in the American canon, you know, closest to the best holiday, Christmas, no beating Christmas, it's the best one. You can't argue with it. You know, when you go back and do the typical Thanksgiving shit, which is what you uh, you hang out with your high school friends where you all just get uh, really drunk and convince yourselves this is fun, like the last 10 years of your life were fun, uh, that you've at all grown into a person and not just become sort of like a balder version of yourself that you always were. <laughs> you uh, sit on your twin bed in your childhood bedroom and uh, you know, have the same sort of thought process thinking about how you've grown as a person. You've really not. You've just sort of tempered the more uh loud parts of your personality but you haven't grown at all you haven't become a better person you're just still sort of shitty but in a more muted way and you just drown yourself in alcohol while you traveled for hours and hours and hours to eat a single meal and you just sort of swallow sadness while your uncle tells you about the caravan well, uh, for sure, we will be uh, giving you some tips, oh, the trade, on how to um, confront, own, and hopefully persuade um, some of your elderly relatives that their uh, belief that uh, Sharia law is imminent is um, misplaced and that you know socialism uh, will build a better future for all of us. First thing is you don't want to be caught unawares. You want to have your computer ready for all your best reaction gifts when you spill tea all over your uncles. There's going to be so much tea. It's yeah, going to be I, I made a mistake last year. You know, I was I was arguing every year. I have the same arguments with my uncle about who supports Farrakhan the most <laughs> near them. And uh, I tried to do like a sassy applause gif. And for some reason, and you can look this up, there's still a, a gif of Harvey Weinstein applauding on the <laughs> Twitter giphy thing. And I used that and that just caused a whole new argument. Never going to do that again. I've, I've been having... The last few years have been tough. I've, I've just been trying to grind, you know, trying to get some sort of uh, achievement bump up by by convincing uh, one of my uncles that MS-13 does not live in his neighborhood uh, and it is not a guy. Uh, and it's not been working. But I really hope this year I've, I've read some cheat codes uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get the, that uh, experience bonus and uh, all those good, good boy points by converting him to Marxist Leninism. Uh, yeah, but um, before we get to that, um, there's some uh, few news and views I think we need to take a sideways glance at. What do you say, boys? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'm going to begin by saying this. The world is a very dangerous place. <laughs> a very dangerous place. The country of Iran, as an example, is responsible for a bloody proxy war against Saudi Arabia and Yemen, <gasps> trying to destabilize Iraq's fragile attempt at democracy, su supporting the that. terror group Hezbollah in Lebanon, propping up dictator B Bashar Assad in Syria, who has killed That's millions right. of his own citizens, and much Literally more. Millions. Of course, I'm reading now from uh, Trump's uh, written comments, um, basically saying... Uh, we're not going to do anything about Saudi Arabia killing Jamal Khashoggi. I, for one, am stunned. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't 
can't believe it, man. I mean, that's insane. What what is this world coming to where the United States looks the other way when its proxies murder journalists with impunity? I mean, w- that's not who we are, folks. That, yeah, no, this is he does not mention American values even once. And I think it would be worthwhile to go through the entire statement because yeah. it is interesting. And I think, once again, the reactions to it are interesting. So Trump says, uh, likewise, the Iranians have killed many Americans and other innocent people throughout the Middle East. Iran states openly and with great force, death to America and death to Israel. Iran is considered the world's leading sponsor of terror, quote unquote. On the other hand, Saudi Arabia would gladly withdraw from Yemen if the Iranians would agree to leave. Mm. They would immediately provide desperately needed humanitarian assistance. Additionally... Saudi Arabia has agreed to spend billions of dollars in leading the fight against radical Islamic terrorism. Just as a side note, isn't it great to have a president who says those words? Yeah. Finally. Finally. It's why there is no more Islamic terrorism, because he said it. After my heavily negotiated trip to Saudi Arabia last year, the kingdom agreed to spend and invest $450 billion in the United States. Wow. That is a record amount of money. Woo-hoo! That's literally the most, that's the highest number everyone's ever considered. Four hundred fifty yeah. billion is the new highest number. Our money, real good yeah. right now. If you can name a number higher than that, you know, I'd like good to luck. hear it. Good luck. Like to hear it. Uh, Fake news. I'd like to see Iran name a number bigger than four hundred fifty billion. They can't even count to six million over there. It will create hundreds of thousands of jobs, tremendous economic development, and much additional wealth for the United States. Uh, he goes on to talk about how much it will be spent on purchasing military equipment from Boeing, yeah. Lockheed Martin, and Raytheon, and other great U.S. defense contractors. For that war in Yemen that they really want to end any day now. And uh, he says that, look, look, if Boeing, Lockheed Martin, and Raytheon didn't uh, spend all this, uh, you know, didn't sell, you know, take all the, their money, then surely the Russians and Chinese would. Now That's he says, point. the crime against Jamal Khashoggi was a terrible one, and one that our country does not condone. Indeed, we have taken strong action against those already known to have participated in the murder. After great independent research, we know now many details of this horrible crime. We have already sanctioned 17 Saudis known to have been involved in the murder of Mr. Khashoggi and the disposal of his body. Representatives of Saudi Arabia say that Jamal Khashoggi was, quote, an enemy of the state and a member of the Muslim Brotherhood. But my decision is in no way based on that. This is an unacceptable and horrible crime. King Salman and the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman vigorously deny any knowledge of the planning of or execution or, or of the murder of Mr. Khashoggi. Our intelligence agencies continue to assess all information, but it could very well be that the Crown Prince had knowledge of this tragic event. Maybe he did, and maybe he didn't. That maybe, means- maybe Khashoggi just slipped on a large uh, olive oil puddle and broke his neck open. We don't know. I mean, the literal thing is, you know, the excuse is my cousin told me Jamel Khashoggi was a pro fighter and he actually tried to jump all of us. That was the that was the initial one, which is yeah, he fu- that's undefeated. Them. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's fucking amazing. That is so beautiful. Well, the, what he's going for here is sort of like a, a Schrodinger's cat, but instead of a cat in the box, it's the um, dismembered body parts yeah. of uh, an enemy of the state who's yeah. also a journalist and American resident. Yeah, Khashoggi's he, limbless torso. He says that being said. We may never know all the facts surrounding the murder of Mr. Jamal Khashoggi. In any case, our relationship with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, they have, begin, they have been a great ally in our important fight against Iran. The United States intends to remain a steadfast partner of Saudi Arabia to ensure the interests of our country, Israel, and all other partners in the region. It is our paramount goal to fully eliminate the threat of terrorism throughout the world. Blah, blah, blah. He goes on to say, uh, I understand there are members of Congress who, for political or other reasons, would like to go in a different direction and are free to do so. I will consider whatever ideas are presented to me, but only if they are consistent with the absolute security and safety of America. At the United States, Saudi Arabia is the largest oil producing nation in the world. They have worked closely with us and have been very responsive to my request to keeping oil prices at reasonable levels. So important for the world. As president of the United States, I intend to ensure that in a very dangerous world, America is pursuing its national interest and vigorously contesting countries that wish to do us harm. Very simply, it is called America First. Okay. Mm. Now, despite the fact that um, basically every single thing he said about the war in Yemen is wholly untrue and incorrect, and uh, the shit about how Saudi Arabia is going to invest all this money in America is also largely fictitious. Look, everyone is in full dipe mode about this because they're like let's be clear he has literally just said we me the president of the united states and the u.s government 
literally don't give a shit at all about this journalist being tortured and murdered by one of our close allies. They can do it because, let's be honest, they, their money spends and we need, they need their oil and the war against Iran. Yeah. Right? Well, there are, they've been the fucking West's point person for, for, uh, for oil and fucking strategic shit since they fucking backed the Sauds over the Heshemites after World War One. It's like, it's, it's there, the linchpin of the entire like Atlantic uh, strategy in the Middle East. Some fucking fat, uh, you know, Saudi David Brooks getting, uh, getting like the Pulp Fiction treatment isn't going to change that. Now, everyone in like, you know, the, the sort of D.C. foreign policy consensus is horrified by this because they're like, never before has a president, you know, uh, basically fully condoned the murder of an American resident or journalist, leaving aside the fact that they definitely have. Well, I mean, they... They do it, but they don't say exactly. It. Right, and there is we can all laugh at like the way you know the, the, this is, that you know the effects of tertiary syphilis on his brain <laughs> that produce the inimitable language and phrases that we all come to know and love from our president. But let me be clear again: there is absolutely nothing in this statement this, that is at odds with the DC farm, the bipartisan DC foreign policy consensus on Iran and Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. nor is there anything in this statement that is fundamentally at odds with the quote unquote values of the American state. No. In fact, it is possibly one of the most honest expressions of our foreign policy. And what, see, the thing is like, this is what foreign policy people, like the people who write for like the economist or the Atlantic or, you know, te or work at Brookings or AEI or who teach, you know, at uh, Georgetown or Harvard or whatever, for, you know, po foreign policy or international relations. This is what they all tell themselves, but they don't pitch it to the punters. No. And what they're pissed off at is saying the quiet part loud. And it honestly comes down to because. I don't think you can even make an argument, just a realpolitik argument. Oh, no. If you tell the people the truth, they're going to be horrified by it and rebel. No, they're, they're as distracted and depoliticized as ever. What it really just means is it might actually cost some of these assholes their jobs after a certain amount of time because their entire profession is laundering the brutal realpolitik of American foreign policy through the language of yes. human rights and horseshit. And if the u.s government just decides because it's led by you know uncle gropey that why bother with that oh you told me this is why we're doing it i'm just gonna tell the people that that's why we're doing it i'm not gonna leave it to you guys to launder this then why do you have a job what is your point well you don't we don't need to be told the lies anymore because we've gotten to just the, the hyper normalized point where it doesn't matter but i need to i mean like uh you know, people shit on uh, one of the Johns from the John podcast for being a hypocrite for talking about this. You know, when his literal job was to write flowery versions of this for Obama, when Obama would more or less defend the same sorts of things, mm -hmm. you know, not as because everything was normal under Obama and uh, before the rise of Saudi Jared. They never <laughs> they never killed one of these guys as friends, but. Yes, John 3343 is being a hypocrite in the sense that all these people are being a hypocrite, but he is, you know, it's it's like a lighthouse keeper defending defending his profession in an age of automization and AI. It's sort of cute. You know, Trump just going out here and saying we do great deals with them is so naked and it's why would you need why would you need these speechwriters? Why would you need fucking any of these guys? If you really like to I know everyone loves to share a smile around the Thanksgiving table. Try to look at everyone from uh anything associated with Center for American Progress, Think Progress people writing about this. Because Guitar who does pretty much the same shit. <laughs> he just put the bill there. And the and the Saudis and Everyone in D.C. is just living off the float in the, on the interest rates of the bank accounts of every Gulf state. It's fucking hilarious. And it's hilarious. It's hilarious. All these people who just could not be bothered to talk about any of this shit under Obama. It, it, it's suddenly suddenly they sound like Cindy Sheehan. Suddenly they sound like fucking Medea Benjamin the second that they can point it at someone else. Under and it's going to go away. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing. No, of course Absolutely not. Absolutely fucking. Here's the one thing. Here's the one thing I think will happen. I think that Mohammed bin Salman has about two years left to live. I think <laughs> I, I, I wish this was a Vegas 
sports book. Yeah. I think they're going to knock him off and it's not really going to fucking change anything no. over there. But he's a little too, he's a little too nutty. He's a little too unpredictable. He's a little too fucking stupid <laughs> yeah. for the John Brennans of the world. He is a legitimate fucking dope. He He's a moron. I just like how the part, the, yeah, because the Washington, I think, intelligence community is sort of at the point where the real, because and they remember the CIA did leak their uh, their uh, estimation mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. he was responsible, uh, and I think that's part of a, a realization that, okay, you know, we have let these this band of inbred dipshits run things, and it's been okay because it's really a turnkey operation. I mean, the oil's right there. Uh, but at a certain point, uh, uh, you know, the, you get too few chromosomes or whatever, and it's no longer viable, and you need to find somebody with their eyes a little bit farther apart in the family tree to take over. So, yeah, he, he personally might have fucked himself with this. But the Saudi relationship is going to be it's, – it's, it can't go anywhere because there's no alternative to it because Iran is – is the regional enemy. They are the point person in that battle. And to talk about stuff that happened under Obama, the Yemen war started under Obama. Uh, the uh, destruct, the cracking down on the Bahraini in, uh, uh, independence and, and, uh, and uh, pro-democracy movement happened under Obama. They executed Nimr al-Nimr under Obama. There, there's nothing that the Saudis could do to change the fundamental math of it. And what libs are trying to do, in addition to being horrified by Trump's naked uh, just stating of reality, uh, is to say, oh, he's being bought by them. Oh, they, he, they're, they're going to build him a, a casino in, in Mecca or something, or they're going to they're buy more of his They're going to buy Jared's building. They're going to buy Jared's building. And they're dumb enough to buy it thinking <laughs> it's a good investment. Yeah, they'll be like, you know, the margin of this are going to be pretty amazing. This is a steal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that might make some difference on the margins. It honestly might be the difference between them deciding to off Khashoggi or not. But that's mm-hmm. like one thing. Like That is a real, I mean, honestly, in the, in the, in the ledger of, of Saudi crimes and American crimes, it's pretty fucking low on the list. Uh, and, and it might have been something that, that MBS felt he could do because of his relationship with Jared, which is, you know, corrupt. But the idea that any of this is at a fundamental base, uh, necessitated by just this mere uh, crooked relationship that's just classic liberal attempts to pathologize just the structure of power into personal uh, uh, corruption and here's the other thing uh, we were talking about how like they turn they all turn into uh, code pink as soon as the other guy does it but like even like any of these democratic like foreign policy types or, or journalists or whatever if you know you press them and I've seen this happen a million times, on a moral question, like the, the or the moral dimensions of the foreign policies they've supported, they will always turn into Trump immediately, and their first response is always, "Sorry, Buttercup, the world isn't as simple as good and evil and right and wrong. We're dealing with real interests and power here." Hans Zimmer, why so serious? Starts playing. The world is a dangerous place. Exactly. <laughs> and do you think that any of these people want to cut off Saudi Arabia or Israel? Mm-mm. Nope. I mean, you know what? It's like we always say, how far would you go to make sure your shitty kids don't have to work? And these is a lot of people with a lot of shitty kids who they really don't want to have, you know, those kids, those kids can't start a podcast. They don't have the brain power, IQ, charisma to do it. So they got to, you know what? They got to do this so their kids can work for Brookings. I want to read a little bit from the, uh, the New York Times editorial board talking about this today. And they write here, ignoring the findings of the CIA, Mr. Trump said in a muddled statement released by the White House that, in effect, no matter how wrong the murder of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi, no matter how where the true responsibility lay, he would not stand up to the Saudi regime. President Trump confirmed the harshest caricatures drawn by America's most cynical critics on Tuesday when he portrayed its central objectives in the world as panting after money and narrow self-interest. Well, good day to be a cynic. (laughs) Glad, glad that uh, everything that you know we already believe was true is once again proven to be true. Uh, and then what I love about this is that another thing they're doing is like he's ignoring the CIA. <laughs> he's yes. going against the CIA. He's he's heedlessly ignoring their wise counsel. Tell, they're telling him. I mean, this is the CIA. They invented fucking executing journalists and torturing them to death. Indeed. 
Like, this is what the CIA exists to do, they ju- they just, is go after money and America's narrow self-interest. They were just trying to party with them, and if certain people fell out of an apartment building, that's can hardly be you know, called murderers. Yeah, it's not like they had a literal school for all of the thugs and monsters of all of our client regimes where they taught them how to torture people. They had a little sort of, like, employee of the year wall. <laughs> That's if you killed... If you were just creepily showed up at the most executions, you got on it. Frank Carlucci, Ted Sheckley. Yeah. You know, all the all the stars. Dan Mitrione. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked uh, about uh, the assassination of Orlando later uh, on this show when he was blown up by Pinochet. In, in 1970. Of, yeah, in the yeah, middle, in the of, middle day of, of the DC. fucking He DC. did what Tony Montana couldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and killed his American assistant. Uh, the United States looked the other way. And people pointed that out to some of these libs. And the response is yes, but they never put a thing saying that it's okay that he. They, they, never, they never basically admitted he did it. Would they never, be- the, uh, they, the U.S. never said, yeah, Pinochet probably did it, but he's our ally. And that means that the fundamental relationship between this regime that did this terror attack in our capital, uh, that's somehow different than our relationship with Saudi Arabia because we, would, we, we, we used couch language to avoid addressing the issue and just talked about, well, we think it might be these other guys. Like, actually, they say that it's superior. It was a better thing. It was more moral to lie about it yeah. than to tell the truth. Well, they don't. They don't want to know. That's. Yeah. They don't really want to know. No. Uh, one more. This is uh, Aaron Blake of the Washington, a senior political reporter for the uh, Washington Post. He writes here: Imagine being tortured and dismembered, and then having the president of the country. <laughs> Damn. The, the, yeah, I well, can't imagine yeah. that because then well, I'd yeah, be dead. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine yourself floating over your limbless torso with wings and a, and a harp. No, he says, uh, once you take that leap of imagination that you're imagining and witnessing <laughs> yeah. this shit after you've been imagine tortured. Imagine it's a killed. dome from Marilyn Monroe. It's a living. <laughs> so imagine being tortured and dismembered. Okay. And then having the president. <laughs> Got it. And then having the president of the country that is supposed to hold your killers accountable. By the way, uh, Trump isn't president no, they're of not Saudi supposed Arabia. to do yeah, that. Exactly. Literally Turkey. not. Yeah, this is where it happened. Uh, imagine having the president of the country that is supposed to hold your killers accountable instead repeat their smears against you while he gives them a pass. That's just what happened. And again, like, look, I, I, I'm sure I'm not discounting his genuine revulsion and, and fear of this. And the, and the other thing that actually is horrifying about Trump's statement is he's like, Saudi Arabia just said he was an enemy of the state and what he's really implying there is like i should be allowed to declare journalists enemy of the state and kill them i mean he's got I mean, it he back wants i mean that's what he would want to do oh yeah yeah and you, you know, know that would be you know it would be it's darkly fun it's portends horribly that this completely mentally degenerating man like there you see like a little kindling go off oh, in yeah. the rotten forest of his brain and he thinks he can do this but it is kind of funny that the first guy he probably think of is like Graydon Carter. Yeah, that's like the dissident. <laughs> he sends a you CIA. finally lose Graydon. He sends a CIA wet work team out. Bring me the head of Anna Wintour. Yeah. Think how funny that would be if you're a fucking CIA psycho who just you you believe you're the Praetorian Guard of America. You're you've given up everything, so you just have this ability to just murder at will. And you're like, why the fu- why, why am I killing the editor of Cosmo? Like why am I why am I killing the page six editor? But, what the fuck? You're, you're waiting with garrot wire in the back seat of Little John's car yeah. to strangle him because he said that Trump was bad on The Apprentice. <laughs> killing Arnold for ruining The Apprentice, so cool. But like, as far as Aaron Blake goes, you're like anyone within the DC blob, be it journalism or foreign policy or whatever who's outraged by this. I'm sure they do feel, some of them at least, some genuine outrage over this, but like, they can choke on it, in my opinion, because the way they're talking about it, again, it's like this is the first time this has ever happened. Reagan literally said the Contras were the moral equivalent of the Founding Fathers. Indeed and did. in a sense, they were. he was right. But, I mean, they, they were literally <laughs> yeah. carrying out a dirty war against civilians that involved rape, torture, and genocide yep. on a national scale. That's just one country in Central America. Yep. We can uh, go El Salvador. We can go down the list. American nuns raped and murdered by U.S. trained troops. And then the, the U.S. said, I think that that was actually the Contras that did that. Um, and, and, you know, I was uh, interested this morning reading some of this. So I, I looked into the past to uh, discover the sort of uh, media reactions from the same very serious people who are all outraged by Trump, even though he's passed on to hell. 
I did look up um, the, the words Charlie Krauthammer had to say when Pinochet was arrested in England by Scotland Yard <laughs> in 19, <laughs> 1998 at the behest of a Spanish uh, judge for his war crimes and tortures and assassinations of journalists and civilians and everything he did. And Charlie was not too happy about it. He thought it was an outrage and hypocritical to boot. So just keep in mind, all like all again, all of these people, they're all part of the same fucking mafia. And again, why are you so angry about the Trump is just say, like, like we said, saying the quiet part loud. Nobody really cares. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you can't even be mad that it's going to give the game away in any meaningful way because we're past that. I think what it really boils down to, as I said, is they're just worried that they're going to be made obsolete. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, if you are, I think there are some real earnest virgins out there who are like, you know, this portends horribly if we just openly say what empire is. I guarantee you, I positively guarantee you it makes no difference because most Americans don't even ever, ever, ever think about foreign policy, ever. Mm. No. They're, not, not beyond, they're thinking about this is us. Yeah. Uh, they think about it in very abstract terms in terms they just think of, of vague threats and of course the need to support the troops to defend us against those threats that's really it yeah, if you ask the average american what even is saudi arabia they probably don't know. They, they, i mean most people will give you like a map of the world that a peasant in the middle ages would give you yeah and it's, it's not that they're stupid it's that they are actively beaten down into well, not being able to give a shit about anything. Some people are stupid. Some people are consciously beaten into inaction and apathy. Well, also, some people are so concerned about their own lives and rightfully so that they can't even fucking look at anything. Well, right. Else. It's just it's like you're just at a certain point. You have to make cognitive choices to concentrate on the things that actually affect your life. Like what you not you can't do anything about any of this. What is what is knowing about it do other than make you feel worse when you have a life that you actually have to try to live somehow in this fucking hell state that we're in. Yeah, if you if you're like, you know, I'd say like what, like half of Americans who have like kids or something, you are just you are one bad day away from just like a peasant whose entire bloodline got wiped out by getting a cold in the thirteen hundreds. <laughs> it's a rough time out there. But again, like for all the people that are outraged, you know, press them even the slightest on a moral question about any of the things that they do or any of the people who funds their jobs or make work uh, programs that allow them to keep writing op-eds about supporting American values in the world, press them even slightly on their complicity in the war in Iraq or any of the other numerous tortures, assassinations, or genocide carried out by U.S. proxies and watch how quickly they turn into a slightly more articulate version of Donald Trump. Press them on Israel and they'll it'll happen even faster. Oh, God, yeah. It's a tough, rough neighborhood. It's a tough neighborhood. It's yeah. a rough neighborhood. Only democracy in the Seriously, region. They how have many pride times there. Yeah. They have pride in Tel Aviv. By the way, uh, the Israelis just shot a fucking journalist on yep. the Gaza... Uh, uh, control line a, an ap journalist yes. who had a press on a on a fucking on his flak jacket yeah. they fucking know 600 yards well, away well i mean you know that that looks like the hebrew word for mini boss <laughs> <laughs> no exactly any, any of the any any even like the liberals the johns the brooking institutes yeah. press them on what went what went on morally during under the obama administration and i'm not saying that like as far as Saudi Arabia and Iran, they did try to do the deal with Iran. They got that done, which is different than the Trump administration. But that required turning a blind eye to yeah. numerous atrocities. That they, we've, that's less, how they, they played out it. here. They thought the greater good of the Iran deal necessitated them allowing exactly. the Yemen war to maybe, happen and to help it. Maybe help they're kill maybe everyone. they're right. You know? I mean, I, I I mean, it's all because but the thing is, I mean, they're it's, not right. It's but, necessitated by the 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 unchallenged premises. This exactly, the exactly. And then they act like those are immutable when they're not. And then if they feel bad about it afterwards, like you'll see the Johns, if you press them on any of the stuff, extrajudicial assassinations like the Alawakis uh, or um, or Yemen or anything like that, at the most they will say mistakes were made. And that's just that's how you rationalize it after you do a horrible thing. Exactly. Is you just say I was a goof. Yeah. And none of them, anyone who gets paid in Washington, D.C. to talk about or write about or investigate any of these things. Nobody believes differently than that. Essentially, the American state is good. Mm -hmm. It acts in the in the inter the best interests of the people of the world and its citizens, and it is motivated by concern for human rights and democracy and things like that, and not these like you know narrow, nasty, bloody, grubby things like control of resources 
and you know yeah nasty things like that of they, yeah, yeah exactly that they would or that they would overlook something as horrendous as chainsawing and then dissolving an acid in a u.s resident because and that's really what it comes down they to, have like, in the past and they will do it again the guy had a byline that's why this matters that's it he had a fucking byline a lot some of these people knew him personally and that makes it an entirely different thing than triple tapping a funeral or blowing up a school bus and it always or starving uh, 15 million people it's just always well to them it's it and i mean to a certain degree that's unavoidable because circles of empathy obviously you know, they get more intense the closer you get. But and again, uh, by th- we're talking turning that into your rubric for understanding foreign policy is 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 just to baby brain. Again, there is some difference between the Democrat and Republican foreign policy elite, but overall, bipartisan consensus mimics exactly all his horseshit about how Iran is the most dangerous country in the world and the most violent exporter of terrorism in the world when they're literally going to bat for Saudi Arabia, which is that very thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's let's uh, let's move on now to another portrait of uh, life in America and the people who live here and uh, what they're thankful for. This is an article from the Daily Beast this week by Will Summer, friend of the show. That is honestly so in tune with the Chapo mindset and worldview that we have to do it. Like I read this piece and it was just like every every paragraph was just like a placing a delicious caramel in my mouth and just sort of <laughs> just just sucking and having melt into my teeth and gums. I'm talking of course about Trump fans sink savings into Iraqi dinar scam. Yes. What have we been telling you? Yes. Everything we say on this show is true. Yep. And it keeps being confirmed over and over again. Yep. When are you people gonna when are you people gonna learn? When are you going to people going to learn that you should be listening to us yeah, and everything we, we say is truth w- and we make it happen? We can predict you into the cornfield, so don't fuck with us. The president's I'm tr- just a simple 17-year-old Twitch streamer. I need this show to become popular so I can buy PCs for all my friends and we can <laughs> defeat FaZe. Please listen to my show. I'm just a boy. The president's true believers are convinced he's going to make them millionaires with Iraqi currency. Sounds about right. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the dinar. That's the currency of Iraq. Yes. All right. You've got my attention. Okay. It begins. Trump supporter Hayes Katseos. What? Ah, fuck off. Fuck you. No. Ka- Hayes Katseos. Kats- whatever. Runs a North Carolina pool maintenance company. What have we been fuck saying? You. Literally. Fuck small you. business tyrant moron. This, this is an algorithm. All of our most bigoted... And hysterical projections and imaginations of what the average Trump supporter is yep. like, their stupid names <laughs> and the dumb businesses that they own yep. and work for. It's are all, all true. true. It's all real, folks. And that, what do we keep saying? That they are um, ignorant hogs yes. who are the most gullible people alive? <laughs> yes. Guess my, what? That's also and, true. And my, na- guys- my name is Roland Cracker Schmear. Uh, I, sell, I, I put refinish on Billy Big Mouth Bass. <laughs> And these people think that the fact that they run a pool supply company infers upon them the status of some sort of heroic job creator and business wizard. Meanwhile, they're buying fun bucks. They're buying like old camel cash, thinking that it's going to turn into real money. <laughs> now, now I have a special type of currency that only activates when the monster mash occurs. <laughs> I stand to make a handsome profit. I will donate Guys, up to all of it to Donald Trump's is, re-election. This is... And again, keep in mind that uh, wait, wait, keep this in mind whenever you're scolded about like looking down on these people or being mean to them. Okay, yeah. no, yeah, all these, <laughs> all these, like... all these people like make at least as much as podcasters. Oh, and yeah. they and they live in horrible little suburban hamlets where it costs nothing to live. They're just fucking assholes to everyone they meet. They yeah. just. Just completely. They're just miserable. Every steer- they're miserable. Miserable. They meet. Their names are idiotic. <laughs> they're all. All of their names are Amon Orange Grove. <laughs> they just sound like fucking idiots. They sound like names that James Bond checks into hotels under, but with a food item added randomly in there. Uh, just- they're just fucking awful leeches on this planet. They're just I hate disgusting. Them. Middle European genetic runoff <laughs> that just for the last 150 years has just rolled down the hill of American manifest destiny, accumulating unearned privilege and wealth. Meanwhile, the entire time just thinking that they are fucking masters of the universe. They're fucking Ayn Rand heroes. Yeah, and these are like for anyone who thinks these are like downtrodden rust. 
Rust Belt, you know, laid off workers. No, those people just don't fucking vote. <laughs> for the most for part. the millionth time. They just like mostly don't vote. And it's just a fucking billion of these assholes who uh just after decades of pilfer like oh, well, I've always I've said, you know, since I was 13 years old, I wanted to see a Billy Joel concert. <laughs> like that's their their big ambition. So let's let's get in, let's get into this and and their the, the latest get rich quick scheme. So uh, she owns a pool maintenance company, but she's got a side bet that she thinks might make her fabulously wealthy. The Iraqi dinar. Hell yeah. Tell the me currency more. is nearly worthless outside of Iraq. <laughs> but uh, Katseos bought millions of dinars in April after watching a video of President Trump at a 2017 press conference. In the clip, Trump says with characteristic vagueness that all currencies will soon be on a level playing field. <laughs> In reality, That's amazing. <laughs> can we just isolate the Trump thing? Currency devaluations. I've been complaining about that for a long time. And I believe that we will all eventually and probably very much sooner than a lot of people understand or think we will be all at a level playing field because that's the only way it's fair. That's the only way that you can fairly compete in trade and other things. <laughs> Every like that's literally then you would just have a one-world currency. Yes. That's the dumbest shit that, yeah, I've ever there heard. Say, there would be one currency. Why You wouldn't have other currencies. We have, there would be no exchange rates. We have a new idea. It's called the Amero. I invented it. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> in in reality, Trump was talking about trade imbalances with China. But like other Trump supporters who have fallen into the dinar investment scam, which has existed since at least 2012, Katseos interpreted Trump's rambling statement as proof that the Iraqi dinar would soon be worth as much or even more than the dollar. This is literally what a child thinks. Making anyone who had been smart enough to buy in an early millionaire. I love my president. And I was like, oh, my God, Katseos stole the Daily Beast. The purchase, Katseos said, cost her and her husband somewhere between five and ten thousand dollars. Counting the cut. Let's go. Counting the cut to the company that sold them the the dinars. Two of her adult children have bought millions more sons. dinars, too. Two of her adult... Her, her large <laughs> dinar sons. Yeah, my, my, my two sons who just look like me, but blown up, just sort of like in like Thanksgiving parade floats of me and my husband, who just sort of like waddle around floating almost exactly like a balloon, yeah. like a balloon with a bipedal balloon. They have also... This is just this is so bird brained. Like, like Trump's thing was just yeah, it was syphilitic rambling where what he means to say is like as soon everyone's gonna be fair to us. Yeah. But this like they literally think Donald Trump is he's like, I've made a deal with literally every country. One dollar will equal one euro, will equal one yen, will equal and they're like, All right, we just have to find the cheapest currency. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking why would okay, why would there even need to be currency exchange then? Yeah. If it was just one it, one one. It gets better. Like other investors in the incredibly long shot dinar scheme, Katseos hopes that Trump and the Iraqi government will somehow revalue or uh -huh. RV the currency. Oh, well, see, there's a there's, a, there's a short thing, so that means it's smart and it's real because they have a little term boosting for it. its current value of less than point oh oh one percent of a dollar uh -huh. to three or four dollars. Sure, of course. Dinar, the country that is literally on fire all the time. Dinar supporters. No, Dinar promoters have claimed that near myth that near mythical event will occur for nearly a decade. But if it does, it would theoretically make a millionaire of anyone with the foresight to just put a few thousand dollars into Dinars. If it happens, it'll be awesome and there'll be a huge party at my Woo! house, Katseo said. I would, is, I would love to go to that party. This is I'm like, sure that party would kick ass. This is like believing that the Mahdi is Larry Kudlow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 500 years ago, these people would have been like, well, I guess like I'm either going to, you know, like most likely I'm going to die, but I am going to sail to this place. No one's ever been. I'm going to have to murder everyone in this continent to get the most gold ever. Yeah. But now it's just like they would if you just if you just like not even got a short person, you just like stood on your knees in a green jacket. We're like, <laughs> I'm the Lucky Charms leprechaun. You could take these people for anything. <laughs> Follow me to my pot <laughs> yeah. of gold. Well, 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 this is a... I have been praying for something like this. <laughs> Thank well, you, sir, Mr. Leprechaun. <laughs> While it's difficult to measure how many Americans have invested in the dinar, court papers related to dinar scams often mention millions of dollars worth of dinar purchases. Dinar holders 
regularly tweet at Trump and various Iraqi government Twitter accounts demanding to it. know when they'll finally enact the RV that will let the money flow in. That'll do it. And there are, uh, Will, of course, um, embeds uh, examples of some of these tweets. Uh, this is Betty J. Harris, who's adding real Donald <laughs> Trump. Mr. President, I know you're a businessman above all else. You can balance the American budget and save an American generation if you will only stabilize the Iraqi dinar. What the fuck is his problem? Why isn't he doing this? <laughs> Why doesn't he do this? What asshole. What a fucking... I mean, what seriously. If, what if Trump loses re-election because it's just by the margin of people who got taken by the dinar scam? <laughs> it's just all people are like... Well, President Trump could have done the RV, but now we can't send all our kids to Liberty. Thank, <laughs> no, thank you. To I'm you, not sir. even voting. I'm voting for Kamala Harris. I'm just going to I'm going to drown myself in my swimming pool full of <laughs> discontinued Greek drachmas. We were going <laughs> <laughs> we to have the greatest party ever. We we're going to have one fountain. It was a Baja Blast fountain. <laughs> then if you were a drinking fellow, next fountain, that's a Molson fountain. <laughs> then the other fountain, if you were a dipping fella, yeah, that's right. It's a skull fountain. <laughs> and then we were going to have live Jimmy Page, Jimmy Page and Jimmy Buffett. We were going to call it the two Jimmy party. And if one of them died in that time, we were going to send my one nephew to one of his concerts to FaceTime it. And I was going to record it by setting up a camcorder in front of my other telephone. <laughs> this was going to be the finest party you have ever seen in South Carolina history. And now, like all plans of mice and men, it is a pile of ashes in my mouth, Mr. President. I will be voting for your opponent, Kirsten Gillibrand and Michael Avenatti, sir. My horrible twin sons are gonna we're gonna come out in that connected overalls from the gong show playing a giant harmonica. My my two strongest nephews were going to perform the fusion dance Dragon Ball Z and create the ultimate nephew, the biggest nephew the world had ever seen. We were going to we were going to send nephew Alpha 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 Bravo to the border to secure to secure the border tactically. Now we cannot. The, the, there is a gentleman who sold me the fusion beans from Dragon Ball Z. Now we can't afford them because you refuse you have refused to perform a business scenario on the Iraqi dinar, sir. I hope you have enjoyed winning than promptly losing my vote. My nephews remain separated and not nearly big enough to prevent the immigrant caravan from entering our union, sir. I have no joke for choice but to vote for Antifa thug Howard Schultz. Thank you and good day, Donald Trump. This one, uh, it, it, it gets better. Fuck. Trump supporters oh, like Katsayas have also been drawn in by videos showing the prophecy of Kim Clement, a South, Ameri a South African prophet whose fans believe predicted Trump's election. Oh, Before great. his death, before his death in 2016, Clement also often mentioned a dinar revaluation. It was like, okay, well, God said the Iraqi dinar is going to revalue, Katsayos told the Daily Beast. Mm. See, now I'm starting to be convinced. God. Guys, you want to pool some money here? Uh, the Afrikaner Edgar Casey says that this is going to happen. <laughs> I love, I love that like these these people who think like they're the savviest people in the world. These are all the people who like are replying to Ocasio Cortez. Yeah. Why don't you get a damn job? <laughs> Learn some <laughs> economics, yeah. girl. They're like, all right. So there is a South African fella. I know what you're thinking. He was white. <laughs> <And> <laughs> he was actually one of the only remaining prophets. He's dead now. But he told me to put all my retirements all. My retirement was into he the Iraqi told me dinar. In a dream that that Trump was going to appoint Charles Entertainment Cheese to the uh, Federal Reserve, and all of my tickets I have gotten over my life will be redeemable for legal tender. Mister Donald Trump has been speaking to his council of business elders, the Burger King King, Menard from Menards, Carol Sanders, <laughs> <laughs> Grimace. Okay. He's put aside his feud with Grimace, showing that he is presidential. Listen to this. The, in, the investors who call themselves... Uh, the, the investors who call themselves Dinarians mm -hmm. gather, on, gather on forums with names like Dinar Detective mm. to dissect every news item for what, if anything, could mean for their Dinar. On another site, Dinar Vets, would-be posters have to verify... 
or denarify themselves by posting a picture of their dinars to prove that they are really committed to the Show cause. Show me the dinars! Other fans post dinar unboxing videos <laughs> on YouTube, filming themselves as they open envelopes filled with the dinars they hope will make them wealthy. On Facebook, some dinar groups are devoted to praying for the dinar reevaluation to come soon. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Again, I need to underscore, these are the exact same people who are just like yeah, angrily reply to people being like every school in America needs to learn the constitution and markets and what American values stand for. These are the people who, who genuinely think that like they're the only people who understand uh, economics, yeah. history, yep. business, yep. religion, and are, yeah, are constantly lecturing other people on how like they're too stupid and uneducated to know uh, why yeah. uh, Trump is a great now, president. Mi- now, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez, you are one handsome lady, <laughs> but let me, let me explain something to you. It's called supply and demand. Now, supply and demand, they're, ne- they're my nephews. <laughs> and they're both very big. They're sitting on a seesaw. So that means that when supply goes up, demand goes down. And supply, okay, he's prayers. And demand, that's dinars. So when the prayers go up, the dinar goes down in relation to its previous value, which means it goes up because it's an inverted access. It's a seesaw. This is in currency trading. This is called a seesaw, you dumb bitch. I mean, you need to know two things. First of all, the government cannot create jobs. Secondly, the president has a button on his desk that says make the Iraqi economy good. Yeah. Yeah. He can press at any time. Now, let me, let, me t- let me tell you about simple market economics. The president, every 10 years, can do a thing where all the currencies equal the same thing. <laughs> I have bet my entire future every, on this. Everyone on the forum, Dinar Detective, in addition to posting Dinar unboxing videos, has at least one time... Uh, replied to someone or lectured them in a uh, condescending manner that uh, America's a republic, yeah, not a exactly. democracy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think that there should be, you know, we need to have some sort of test for, for people. Yeah, vote oh, yeah, we need to, yeah, e- exactly. Of economics. Yeah, exactly. Okay, the most devoted dinar investors tend to become obsessed with the minute details of Iraqi politics, convincing <laughs> themselves convincing themselves that a new director of the Iraqi Central Bank or a particular infrastructure program in Nineveh is all that stands between them and millions of dollars. I, dude, Kaj- oh my God, dude, this this is the year. This is the year that people are going to come with like, they're, they're like, I'm finally going to confront the white supremacy of my uncle. But instead of talking about Trump the entire time, he's like... Honestly, you know, Nuri al-Maliki had his problems, <laughs> but he would have stabilized the DDR. Ooh, ooh, I hate what's going on in Kurdistan right now. I'm He's just, just obsessive about Iraqi municipal politics. I love the now. idea of, of one of these suburban dipshits, you know, some guy, like horsed belt buckle, uh, gets so into this that he ends up accidentally joining the Mahdi army. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, uh, 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 al-Sadr, I mean, he is the way in the light. It just, that's the next Selena Zita article interviewing the forgotten <laughs> supporters you know you know he's not always politically correct but that's what i like about him you would not mm-hmm. expect to see a meeting of the botter brigade in a suburban chilies <laughs> katseos herself is- we are living in the future yeah, we've yeah. always dreamed yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude yeah no i mean how 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 many times on this show have we expressed or felix in particular expressed uh, a sort of bizarre ironic interest in the minute details yeah. of uh, former bath yeah. party members yeah. and yeah. iraqi politicians yep. or syrians for that matter i don't i don't know why we are able to do this but we are and why aren't we making the world better? why are we, we making more know. money we why are we making more money That's why are we, for one thing why aren't we fucking rooking these absolute okay. yes bozo i want to get to the end of that just a few more things Katseos herself has dived headfirst into the DNR internet, tweeting regularly about her RV theories. She's also invested in the Vietnamese Dong, a DNR rival that's worth even less, oh and has strong God. feelings about various Iraqi politicians. With what's going on in Iraq right now, everything's so hopeful, Katseo said. She also spends a portion of each day in a DNR chat room, where DNR holders try to convince one another that their investment will eventually pay off. Instead, she tries to provoke the hopium Dinard's world slang for optimism about the currency. Some people get a little negative, said Katseos, who also tweets about the pro-Trump QAnon conspiracy theory. I'm not, I'm stuck. <laughs> I can't believe that. No way, dude. But she's convinced she'll be able to resell her dinar and at least recover a majority of her investment. Those prospects are actually somewhat unclear. 
Many resellers will only buy back a portion of the dinars they sell, and they tend to sell them at already inflated prices. That's shocking. But for now, Katseos isn't selling. She said she has seen ads offering to buy back dinar, but she ignores them. You're not getting my dinar, Katseo <laughs> said, <laughs> from my cold, bad hand. So, yeah, Matt brings but up the... I want to say one thing before we get to this, the, how we need to scam these people. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that much about currency shit, I, but there's so many layers of idiocy here that it's kind of breathtaking. One, the idea that Trump can unilaterally change the fiscal situation in a country that's as, really as dysfunctional as Iraq in any way. Uh, and like at a basic level, like say something happened, like some economic miracle happened in Iraq where they had political stability and, and, and like the, the, the oil, oil prices went back up and they have this huge surplus and it makes them able, it puts them in a position to revalue their currency. All the old currency that has like 500,000 zeros on it, that's not just going to be, oh, that now means what it says. They would exchange, they would say we have a new currency uh, with a different, va- with pegged to a different value, and we will buy the old currency back for a limited time at the rate it was worth then. That there's no way, even if they did this, even if they fucking revalued their currency, these old dinars would never be worth what they say on the fucking thing. It was, it, that's not how they do it ever. You remember a while ago? What was it like? I think it was Zimbabwe where like their currency, yeah. like, like where like their people were literally taking wheelbarrows right. of like cash to pay for like, yeah. you know, yeah. a, a stick of gum or yeah. whatever. Dude, we need to start buying that shit yeah. right now because that, that, that can only go up. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. Brazil, I think in the last 30 years, Brazil went through something like four or five currencies. They didn't revalue the same currency five times. They introduced a new currency. I mean, but like, why would you make a new dinar? It doesn't yeah. make sense. You got all this old it ones printed up. Okay, but By like, the way, I do you, like the idea of them like all flying to Baghdad to exchange them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That'd be a fun God. field trip. That would be final Werner Herzog movie, <laughs> The Flight of the Dinars. That would be just splendid. <laughs> but, uh, no, Matt, the point you bring up is the correct one in terms of uh, praxis and I think hope for like a future socialist government is that I think we should all be coming up with ways to fleece these pigeons. Yes. Absolutely. All the day, every day. And here's the thing. These are the same group of people who think uh, taxation is theft mm-hmm. and that like any amount of m- their paycheck that goes to like the government or other people is stealing from them and they will try as hard as possible to keep their taxes as low and to avoid paying as much taxes as possible. Mm-hmm. Yet we'll turn around without batting an eye and waste $10,000 buying literally worthless currency from Iraq <laughs> that they keep in like a special box that they're just like, that's going to be my millionaire box. They as literally... soon as Trump pushes the RV button, you know, so there would I be... think as, like, like a future socialist government needs to come up with a secondary taxation scheme that doesn't even, it's not called taxation, but essentially the government through cutouts will pitch prophecy-backed investment portfolios to these hogs yeah. there will be a secondary tax on them because let's be honest these people have too much money yeah. and we need to get get it back for yeah. the state the government does have a program like that and it's the lottery but that we need more but of we it. need but we need it specifically directed to these people and because it, yeah. these people are be, less likely to the, you play the lottery than poorer people exactly and also like there's a system for winning the lottery we've all heard of <laughs> prospectors scratch off winning system and yeah the other thing is not only yeah direct it towards these people and the best part is it you because sometimes you have to pay out in a lottery you never have to pay out exactly these groups will just spend their whole life if it's if it's backed and sanctified by their cultural worship figures like trump they will, they will hold on to it forever. And like, I think the, the key detail in here is the South African prophet. Because mm, yeah. if this had been an American prophet, I don't think it would have gone over as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I think like because the fact that it's vaguely foreign yes. and that he supposedly predicted the election of Trump and is now dead yeah. sort of sanctifies it. Mm-hmm. And also that he's a white Afrikaner. Of that's course. also like, you know, they're the most oppressed people in the world right now. It's true. We need to save them. We need to allow them to immigrate to America. Yeah. Uh, we all know that. But yeah, it needs, it needs to be sanctified yeah, prophecy. You need to get some Elmer Gantry figure to like underwrite all of this and mm-hmm. give him a cut of this. But yeah, this will be like a new tier to the American tax system that will essentially be voluntary but also mandatory. Yes, like and we'll have, we'll have to figure it. out ways to like make sure that all of these people, um, you know, buy property in I don't know Antarctica, yeah, or I don't know, like they, they're investing in uh, you know. 
The Lost City of Z. <laughs> that, no, that, that's a good one. The Lost City of Z. That would be great. Yeah, yeah like yeah, a yeah, giant yeah. golden city in the Amazon that's still waiting to be found. Yeah. And when Bolsonaro finally cuts down all the oh rainforests, they're going to find yes. the golden Lost City of Z finally. And if you would only buy some, some worthless currency now. Yeah. Or, like or, or, or a deed it. or something. Yeah, you can buy, yeah, buy these deeds now and yeah. you can trade them in for astronomically more what you of invested in it when we find the golden you have to do it. the more you invest the more you'll make that's dude that's the ticket is like they have to line up with their stupid vision of the world like yeah. like venezuelan stocks they're only gonna go up once yeah. we get once we get the chavista government out of there yeah yeah just the, fake fake venezuelan stock certificates yeah we're gonna build oh my god we're gonna build a six flags in kabul yeah. Uh, you can be on the ground floor of that. You can even pick out which oh, rides we oh, put dude, in. Here you go. Mohammed bin Salman is such a bold reformer. He's just taking the Islam out of Mecca. We're going to turn it into a six flags, but yes. you can have real estate there yeah. now. Yeah. Do you dude, wanna, this is so easy. Do you want to own an olive garden next to the Kaaba? Do you want to own an olive garden in the Kaaba? Yeah. Boys, we're, Let's do it. we're never working again. Yeah, this is where we we're already don't our work, real grift. We're never working again. This is where the real grift comes in. So let's... Uh, Let's go back to let's go back to Thanksgiving. Yes. You know, I mean, like the, the as you're listening to this tomorrow, as you, you know, make the uh, miserable trek by planes, trains, automobiles, Zeppelin, hot air balloon, auto gyro, uh, one of those like uh, railroad cars that you, with two people where you go up and down. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A, a bird scooter. Yeah, exactly. As you get back to, you know, uh, your, your family and then, um, of course, the, the awful, awful Trump supporting uncles that you're going to have to, you know, confront. You're going to have to remind him, um, you know, about uh, all the bad things. You're going to have to stand up for all of the al- all the people you're allied with online who aren't there and don't actually know you. Yeah. You're definitely going to have to take a stand on their behalf Absolutely. at your at your family dinner. Yeah. So, I mean, we all want to know, like, what are, what are some strategies? What are, what are, like, what are some things? I mean, I'm reading here from um, in Mother Jones, um, Kevin Drum uh, talks about something called the angry uncle bot. Mm. And he says, perhaps I will dedicate myself to reviewing other people's advice about how to deal with angry uncles at Thanksgiving. First up is Karen Tamarius, a former psychiatrist and founder of Smart Politics. She recommends a five-step process. One, ask open-ended, genuinely curious, non-judgmental questions. Two, listen to what people you disagree with say and deepen your understanding with follow-up inquiries. Three, reflect back their perspective by summarizing their answers and noting underlying emotions. Four, Agree before disagreeing by naming ways in which you agree with their point of view. Five, share your perspective by telling a story about a personal experience. In order to practice, Tamarius has created the Angry Uncle Bot, which allows you to simulate conversation with your Trump-loving uncle. Can I just say that these conversations, for people that follow this, this is going to sound like Tony Soprano talking to Dr. Melfi if they both experienced severe head injuries. (laughs) Just, just, just threaten to suck your uncle off. Exactly. That's the only way to end these conversations. Exactly. Yeah, just say, I'm, I'm going to suck that pecker. Yeah, no, I, I, then I, it's I, over. You're done. I, I hate to be this guy, but if they're like a boomer, they're older, they're going to their grave believing all that. I'm well, sorry, man. I'm no, sorry. I, I hate to say it. I'm I, sorry. I, I think I actually have the most representative experience here. Uh, because you're a Trump voter. I am. I you're the Trump. guy that everyone argues with. Because Will, obviously, is, is from a family of, 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 uh, of fellow travelers. Uh, Felix has a, has a right wing uncle, but he's like an actual neoconservative. <laughs> yeah, he's so cool. Uh, he's, like, he's, he's not really man. a lumpen Trump supporter. No, uh, but I have these guys. I have Trump uncles, like real guys, like real dudes. Who are your guys? Who, Who are, are your guys? Trump uncles? Uh, and they and I talk to them, and I do argue with them. Like I I joke about being above it, but they bait me because they like. They like it. They like conflict. They love seeing you Everyone, get triggered. People from my part of Wisconsin, it's funny, like Midwest has this reputation of, of all this, like the Minnesota nice, the sort of suppressed conflict. But, but like where I'm from, uh, the making a murderer town, people just fucking yell at each other all the time. Oh, yeah. It's like Russia, basically. Yeah, yeah, no, every, I mean, Minnesota, Minnesota nice was never true. It just means pass. It's a joke. It's yeah. like they're just passive aggressive but, like, but they wouldn't have any passive aggression where I'm from. It's just aggression. Illinois, so same thing. They all love yelling at me, and I and I get mad at them. And they and it's funny. You yell right at them, and they're just faces. They're just totally immobile. Nobody gets con- like. I think a lot of these people, they just are. A lot of these people freaking out about talking to their uncles. They're just terrified of conflict. They don't in their lives like per- like they love doing it on the internet, but they can't really. And that's why they do it on the internet because they can't they can't c- 
have conflict in their life. It makes them too anxious or something. And so these things are these awful fraught conversations, and they put, they like practice them in their head, and they act like it's diffusing a bomb. And but like, I've had these arguments just yelling at my uncle, and yeah, there's nothing is changing. I remember one time uh, a couple of things he just told me. One, that the missing airliner, the missing Malaysian airliner, uh, was hijacked by uh, uh, ISIS guys in collaboration with Obama, and that they were going to use it for a terror attack. Uh, and then a year later, I asked him about it. He said he'd never to- said that. So at that point, I mean, what are you even supposed to do? They literally won't like stand by what he's saying. One time, he was talking about, this is before Trump got in, uh, he was complaining about uh, Obama wasn't doing enough about ISIS. And I just asked him, well, what do you want to do about ISIS? And he just mimed holding a gun. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> like all right yeah let's let's just let's crack this one open with some with some like habermasian uh you know uh, uh dialogue that's not gonna fucking work i mean they just they believe what they believe they're very they're very self-satisfied about it uh and they find you to be uh, insufferable i mean i am insufferable so i don't i i give him credit for i suffer you, know. you very easily right but i mean i think the older you are and the, and, and the less sufferable i am uh, and you know, it's just, and sir, I just I still probably will argue with him once in a while just because uh, because he will bait me. But I've definitely given up on the thought that I'm ever going to change anyone's mind. This guy told me that Uber was going to take over all public transportation. Why? Because public transportation doesn't make money. That's the problem with it. Unlike Uber, that's thinking with both your brains, which has lost over five billion dollars like in the past half a decade. There's no, there's no conversation to have that's going to change anything. And even honestly, if it did, people have this idea that, you know, it's just it's something. If, I think they just think it's something that they can do that will change the world because everyone feels so helpless. And here's somebody we, in your face with bad opinions can that we, you can try to change. And I understand the impulse, but I honestly don't think it's worth the mental fucking anguish that it clearly causes these people. Can we can we do some some role playing though? Because I want to like you know sketch out a scenario that may come up at Thanksgiving, and I'm I'm going to show you, I'm going to be the gallant. I'm going to show you how what, what you're supposed to do. Okay, Matt, could you play the angry uncle and feel? Oh like, yeah, can I'm you very play good. the large nephew. Okay, wait, am <laughs> I you, the you, MAGA nephew? Or no, no, I, like, you're just a woke. nephew who's just like the wo- no, you're, okay. you're the stupid nephew. Yeah, you who, don't like, doesn't understand politics. Yeah. You're like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the Michael Hudson guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yo. I heard that they're gonna start like fucking the army. They're gonna be able to build like in Fortnite, and then like when they start doing that, it's gonna be like ISIS gonna be like, yeah, we give up. Yeah, they're doing like, that. I'll tell you where they're doing that. They're doing that on the border. See, that's what's happening is those troops right now, they're building the wall and they're doing it in secret. It's fucking brilliant. Trump's a genius. Damn. I wish I thought of that. Yeah. Uncle, I'm going to suck you off. (laughs) Damn, that's sus. What? No, like, seriously, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but there there will be a day that will come when you will look down. And your hog will be just getting sucked off <laughs> gloriously by me, a, a lib, a college student. I'm going to go watch the game. Let me see that turkey neck. There's one on the table. Let's see the one in your pants. No, I'm going down to the basement. This is making me uncomfortable. See? There Damn, what if Travis Done. Scott did an album with Imagine Dragons? <laughs> <laughs> Done. Done. See? That's all you need Dude, to do. that's perfect. The real guy you have to win over at Thanksgiving is the dumb nephew. That's yeah. the yeah. future the of the guy country. wearing the flat brim Infinity War gauntlet hat. Yeah, yeah. At you, Thanksgiving. Yeah. But like at with a shirt tucked in that is badly that his mom made him do. <laughs> tucked into like 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 fucking jeans with like eleven pockets. Yeah. Uh, that guy has potentially like like thirty more election cycles in him. That uh, that uncle, yeah. probably four. No, that guy. He if they bring back McRib at the wrong time of his like <laughs> cardiovascular cycle, he's done for. Yeah, he's made his last vote. So okay, well, that, that's a good point though. So it's like fuck the the the, the Trump supporting uncle. How are you going to support the the flat brim hat wearing nephew who who's a bird brain? Yeah, like that. A, like that's a better cause and yeah. it's more more politically useful. Absolutely. So how how can we talk to them about All socialism? All right, yo, I heard that um under socialism uh minecraft will be real <laughs> it, i mean not only will it be real you'll be working in a real mine yeah they're going to make kate Uptons for everyone that is also true everyone's gonna have a corvette with its own bed i mean absolutely it, it folds out <laughs> so, <laughs> you, can, so, you have a fold-out cot bed in the back of your corvette so fucking pimp president but, bernie sanders will pardon takashi 69 yeah yeah yep, yep. 
Um, so basically, yes, everyone's going to finally admit that actually Xbox gamers are better than PC gamers because all the dumb nephews have a not really smart, but like smarter than them brother who's a PC gamer who's like a little shit. And he's you have to keep that. That's the nephew you have to keep from the alt right. Yeah, you really have to because PC gamers being the most advanced, like they drop out of society and they drift towards the far and violent right. And for them, you just have to suck their dicks. Sorry. <laughs> This is the incest Thanksgiving. It's the only way <laughs> you're going to stop it. You literally, you can, you're only threatening with your uncle, but you are going to have to blow your PC gamer. I mean, like, I mean, it, it will take some, you know, subterfuge. It, it will take a little bit of dishonesty, and that you will have to tell flat brim nephew that everything he thinks is cool will be uh, abundant and cheap and widely available under socialism, which is mostly true. Yeah, yeah no, you yeah. know, it's mostly true. But like, you may have to tell him uh, that, you know, like under. A socialist government, like you know, mids will be compulsory, and that every like you will have to smoke like a mid blunt like every day at twelve. The entire nation, I'm will have to pause at the same four twenty baby oh, oh. at four twenty and smoke a mids blunt. I'm imagining like Theresa May running like Corbyn gets replaced, but from the left by flap rim socialism, and she's like, "How can we have an infinity war with finite resources?" <laughs> <laughs> the argument for austerity so yeah uh that's that's thanksgiving that's that yeah, luck, problem solves yeah we saw thanksgiving off. we saw the economy and, oh buy some iraqi dinars sell them to your trump uncle there and then go. donate the money to your socialist cause and then no, well no go use the money to buy uh to high grade you know high grade you yeah. know that loud that, yeah that indica or maybe a hybrid strain or something like that yeah then resell that trash gets get yourself some mids <laughs> And then use the profit. Donate to your favorite socialist org. Mine is the New Democrat Coalition. Well, happy Thanksgiving, guys. I am. Let's go. Uh, fuck that turkey. I am uh, so, so thankful for you and for uh, Chris, really, more than anything. And uh, for just, I guess, a little bit, the listeners as well. Tiny bit. A little scoosh. They've given us nothing. Literally, yeah. again, another year they've given us nothing. Thanks. Uh, thank you, guys. The albatross is around our necks. Let's just, let's just give thanks. Guys, yeah. Till next time. I thank you. I thanks. I thank you guys. And I'm giving you thanks. Yeah. Okay. Till next time, guys. Bye bye. See ya. Bye.